I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, once again, this is more than just a podcast, podcast, um, what's John laughing at? Yeah. Why? Good evening, once again. Well, it is once again. Yeah, but you, were you not having a dig that we were restarting? Take two. <laughs> is um, that not you just having a dig? No, 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 it's just... Have a little bang with I'm with moment. John, hello John. Evening. I'm with Sean, hello Sean. Hello Georgie. And I'm also with Welsh Reece. under-20 international <laughs> midfielder and Aves Wimbledon midfielder slash Carl Shorten athletic midfielder for one last game, Reese Jones. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, Reese? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not bad. How was your journey in today? My journey in was lovely. No traffic, uh, no red lights, all green. We're bar one, but I was on a roll, so I went through it. Very nice. Yep. Um, That person was already on the ground. And we've got two... <laughs> Special guests on this week, Sean. Do you want to introduce them, seeing as they yeah. were your interviews? We have uh, two telephone interviews. Uh, I interviewed uh, Adam Jackson, Adsman89, who's the agent and mouthpiece of Clunge. Clunge is not here tonight. <laughs> because the, uh, no, sorry, the mouthpiece <laughs> of Clunge. Mouthpiece of Clunge. Classic. Hashtag really. mouthpiece of Clunge. Uh, Adam Jackson did an interview earlier today to uh, round up on the, you know, the bits that Clunge got right and the bits that Clunge got wrong. Bits of Clunge. <laughs> yes. Right, I think moving you do on. forget the what Clunge actually means and when we speak of it in our context, it's sort of used in some inappropriate ways. Well, I think Sean does. Anyway, our second special guest is another West Ham favourite, uh, former Hammer, former Academy graduate, it is Stuart Slater, and uh, on Monday I had a, a really good interview with Stuart while he was uh, on a, a coach going to training somewhere with his new, uh, you know, football academy uh, project, and uh, we're going to do the first part today, later on. We Hopefully. are. That's going to be a two-part interview. You have to listen to next week's episode of Monitor Podcast Podcast. Oh, do if they you have want to? to yeah, we're going to keep second. you hanging. It's also that it was such, it's such a good interview, it went on for half an hour, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was good. Very it was good. very good, very insightful. He's a top top man, lovely. Um, yeah. So we played Ipswich last night. Yeah, that didn't go quite according to plan. Did you listen to it? Who, who did, listened yes. to it on the radio? Myself and Dad Slash John did, didn't we? Yeah, I did. We did, and I did, and Reese probably did as I well. Did. Or were you? You were probably talking to agents because it was deadline day, and I, agents were ringing you up, going, "Reese, will you come to Man United? Will you come here? Any chance are you going to? You know, didn't happen, no. no, no agents rang you up. I think I gave them the wrong number. Your battery was probably dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It must be. You, you would have been proud of me. I had a had a laptop there, keeping an eye on Twitter, waiting for the breaking news. Ooh, breaking news. Watching the football on the telly, listening to yeah. the radio. Excellent. I was Excellent. watching football. Although I did switch off before the end and just watch Sky Sports Reece, I news. thought that was you that handcuffed yourself to the hey, post. What was that about? Was it a protest? Know, did that or? ever come out, what that was about? It was some, he was complaining about... The salaries paid to Ryan Airstaff or something. Yeah, something to do with his. Did make it clear. I I, I like Jacqueline Gold who tweeted. I hope their. I hope their Ann Summers handcuffs. (laughs) No, they weren't all furry, were they? No, okay. That's just silly. Yeah, they chopped his hands off, didn't they? They left them by the post. No. (laughs) So like when Everton are going to score a goal, the hands would knock them in. Yeah. 
Mm. Anyway, (laughs) before we go too silly, let's start the podcast and actually talk about West Ham. Now you're talking silly. We were rubbish. Well, yeah, let's let's, let's look at it. Right. For anyone who follows me on Twitter, you'll know that I like to tweet out certain stats before the game. Who doesn't, And uh, you're right. I've just passed 11,000. And uh, thank you for mentioning Tweets. No, 11,000 followers. All <laughs> oh, right. So, um, <laughs> that must have been a lot. I, I look at the BBC <laughs> website and it, it almost looked like decorum, please. It looked like a banana skin because decorum. <laughs> we hadn't lost. <laughs> we hadn't lost. Shocking. In Ipswich, in Suffolk, for 23 years in the league. Yeah? Ipswich had not, had not won in six games. They'd lost four and uh, drawn two. We had the best defensive record in the league shipping only 23 goals and we had the best away record so you were bound they, they you were had, bound to slip up they had the worst defensive record didn't they yeah so we were bound to slip up and they had beaten us the only thing i was happy us. with was yeah um that you know boyer wasn't playing who, who put one past us now no one thought we would win five one uh, they would win five one but you know, look at anyone can beat anyone in this league. I know I've said it time and time again. It's like my ugly saying, but anyone can beat anyone. Look at the Saints against Bristol City. They lost twice. They did a double. Bristol City did twice against, you know, Southampton. So it, it can go. Twice. And my, my synopsis <laughs> of the game, for what it's worth, is we didn't come out of the blocks. Bad day in the office. They hit the post in the first 30 seconds. I'm sure you, you heard that. Uh, they scored in the first three minutes. We, Carlton Cole hit the post. There's a surprise back on Twitter. Carlton Cole won. And um, and we never got bit back into it, really. Right at the end, 44 minutes, they scored the second one. Game over. 30 seconds later, Collison scores again. 30 seconds after that, they score again. 3-1, game over. And by then, Sam gives up. Second half. Sam gives up? He does. I think he did give up. He hauled off um, Noble. He hauled off Cole. Puts the kids on and says, he oh, let's have Noble a rest. Off, did he? Yeah, I think he did take Noble off. I probably would have given up at that stage as well. The way that we scored our goal and then went and conceded. Yeah, but they were saying that McCartney again, was lucky to stay on. So we, we were lucky. that. But know, what I will say, off. and I know George didn't do the stats, but you know how I like to bring them up. We had more shots on target. I just refused to talk about this. More shot, Although we only had 44% possession, we had 11 shots on target to their nine. So, we really scored one goal. But defensively, it didn't work. Sam has written to us all today in the email and said, bad day in the it's office, like it was a blip. Uh, it started Dear Sean, but then I got one for my daughter saying Dear Sophia, and, and I get your email, it says Dear John as well, so it wasn't very personalised. <laughs> why, why did you get my name? I don't know. I must, <laughs> have, registered. <laughs> I must have registered for you for West Ham some time ago. Um <laughs> Oh, or I've got an auto ego called John. So, and he went, look, it won't happen again. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Let's move on. And I think the, the problem with, and the one point I want to make about this, instead of talking about the game, is a bloody overreaction. Last night, I said, let's not overreact. I don't let's think... remember, we're still top of the league. Yes, right? I don't think, Two I points don't think clear. it's an overreaction, Sean. I think, you know, we it's have... a blip, we, bad we day have, in the office. It was the first goal we've scored in about three games in open play. Yeah. It's for, from a set piece... So that was the only other goal. Yeah. The others have been penalties. Our last three performances, we haven't been very good at all. Where and and you know, we've won managed to scrape through and win two, but we haven't been very good. Whereas before we've been pretty poor, but always sort of winning. Now, after last night, it's sort of coming to a head, isn't it? It's like a a culmination of poor performances and then a good old fashioned beating. Well, I don't... I, we're still top, John. Yeah, we are still top, right? No, uh, and same. we've got some good, you know... I, I don't know what it was yesterday. Small I don't know if it was the cold weather. The weekend, yeah? um, I think it may be distraction for some of the players with the, the deadline day. Maybe the deadline day there, you know. And, and I, I just think, whatever, our minds weren't in it. Our, you know, Sam's mind was elsewhere trying to do the deals. Whatever it was, we had a bad day in the office. Let's write it off. I agree. If we get fresh by Millwall on Saturday... Right, I'll be the first one to go, we've got a problem here. But if we thrash Millwall, then it's all going to be forgotten. We haven't thrashed Remember, anyone for... I mean, all right. Last time we thrashed anyone, it was like a forest or someone. Anyway, the point I want to make is... Four-nil. Who it, was it? In some ways... I know, Blackport at home. 
Yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long time since we've scored a good few goals and looked like winning a yeah. game comfortably, isn't it? Anyway, I, yes, I, we didn't do a prediction <laughs> for Ipswich, but listening to other people, Five, I thought Ipswich, I, I might have gone for a draw, right, and said we pick up. I've been happy to pick up one point. I know it's easy to say with hindsight, but a number of people were predicting a draw. Um, if so, we we drop one point. Stuart point, Slater made a good prediction, didn't he? He did. When you listen to that, yeah. he had that well, spot on as well. He said that, you know. So it'll be very hard. It's hard at Portman yeah. Road, it is. So, you know, the big news for me is it was a best result for Cardiff and Saints. You know, Saints were all over Cardiff in the end. And that was a good draw for us. It's the best, you know, no matter what we did, a draw for them, one point each, was a brilliant result. Yeah, and I think the, we way just we're, go. the way we're playing, mate, we've got those two to play. Oh, we've got Pessimist John back in the room. Oh, Welcome, Pessimist Let's move on. on. Let's yeah. move on. It's Let's disappointing on. night. Hey, John. Let's not panic. We've got Millwall on Saturday. I just say keep Get calm and carry track. on. All right? And we've got three new players that we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. So, come on. Anyway, it says on the running order, Clunge time. But I know we've replaced Clunge with her agent today, haven't we? Yes. So, this is Sean speaking to Adsman earlier on today. And we welcome back to the podcast Adam Jackson, uh, friend of the podcast, Adsman89, and also agent of the famous Clunge. Good transfer window, Adam? Yes, very good, Sean, do you think? Well, I think uh, your reputation is somewhat intact. After a, a ropey start, um, <laughs> dare I mention, uh, you know, that Billy Sharp was coming down to uh, Upton Park. Uh, you didn't say they were going to sign. Uh, and, and the embarrassment of Kaluka um, coming to sign for West Ham. You saw, oh, yeah. Well, that, that uh, was... Um, you yeah, you that recovered was quite well. Happen. Thank you. Um, that was supposed to happen, and really, it was down to the wages, wasn't it, that one? So, if he wasn't so greedy, that would have been done. But it just does go to show that a deal was imminent because he did leave to go elsewhere. Yeah, so uh, reputation, was reputation was restored um, by Clunge uh, through you releasing that hour free uh, signings. I think you were about five hours before anyone else, certainly before Jack uh, Sullivan, Jack yeah. Gold or David Gold or the, or the official site. So you were way five hours before. Um, and yeah. uh, so we've got Maynard, uh, Vaztel, his, 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 well, I forget how he's pronounced, and, and right. of course Ravel Morrison. Um, yep. who, who signed as well. So um, you, you were spot on there. You also rubbished the Tevez um, rumour. Um, yeah. And, and I know you don't want to go into that, so we won't. And, um, but no, that's uh, okay. We could go into it as long as we don't have a pop at anyone else. That, no, no, but you but, said um, it was rubbish. That was, of course, it was. we spoke about the Tevez thing a long time ago, didn't we? Um, and they put an inquiry in, it, and it just wasn't going to happen. And... I don't understand why I was brought up again. It, it was yeah. just not going to happen. Anyway, in 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 plunge yeah. we trust. Anyway, quickly because okay. we've only got we haven't got yeah. a lot of time on the, on this one. I want to talk about the ones that were talked about by uh, Clunge and and you know seemingly yeah. came for nothing. You know, Kane Ferdinand, Liam Ridgewell, yeah. Bobby Zamora, uh, yeah. Andy Johnson, jo Jordan Rose, yeah. Melvin Selleck. You know, these were all ones that yeah. were, were mentioned by Clunge through you that were going to happen and we were going to put pits in. Well, what happened? Okay. There were 15 bids that we put in. 15, that's a lot, okay? Um, and they just got rejected, apart from obviously the players that we signed. So it's not a lot we could really do about that. Um, as to regards Kane Ferdinand, um, that really was a done deal, um, but he didn't sign, i.e. we pulled out. So it was uh -huh. a case of everything was arranged, everything was agreed, um, I think he even had a medical, I'd have to check. Um, but he hadn't signed, and the club decided, well, we thought we'd get a bit better. No disrespect mm. to him. And um, so we pulled out. Um, Liam so Ridgewell, I mean, he went to West Brom. Did he just get the names mixed up and went to West Brom instead of West Ham? <laughs> well, maybe he wanted to be in the Premier League. Look, at the end of the day, as much as we love our club, we are in the championship. And in a, people want to play in the Premier League most of them, not yeah. all of them. Um, and it's the same with Zamora. We put a bid in, we put an, in, an inquiry or whatever, but it's a case of, like I said, it was never going to happen. Zamora's not going to drop down to the championship 
he's in the Premier League with his Euros. Yeah, you did say up. that. So, you did say that. Yeah, um, but we put a bid in for Ridgewell, um, like we did with Zamora and, you know, as I say, 15 players. Um, I mean, like Clun said, uh, we did pull out of the Brazilian uh, striker. He was done and everyone was going, right, we signed him, but that wasn't the case. And we said, no, if we sign Maynard, we're going to pull out of that. And we did. Um, so we've got Tompkins right. Where yeah, you've got Tompkins, you've whole... got Tompkins where, you know, you said from the beginning he's not going anywhere, you got oh, that right. Yeah. So uh, respect to Clunge. Uh, we're short time Robert today. Hall. Robert Come Hall, on, you've got Hall. right. You've got right. You, 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 look, we're bowing down. you got it right. You're the number one source when it comes of to in the know stuff. Right. There's always things that are going to be wrong where you... Look, look at Darren Ben. Cast your mind back to Darren Ben yeah. um, a few years ago. That was as done as it could be. He's ready to sign, and then all of a sudden, he buggers off to Tottenham. No yeah. one would have expected that. No, no one. Um, well, it, so it, it did make a change um, for Harry Radlap not to nick our, our, our signings before we could sign them for once. Uh, but that's probably because he's worrying about going into prison. Anyway, uh-huh. we're going to have to end it there, Adam. Thanks for being on the show. I'm sure we're going to invite you back soon. Thank, keep up the clunge stuff. We love it. I'll it's our main source. Thank you. All right, and say I'll thank like, you I'll for clunge. Like I know they'll be in the studio, uh, but, you know, you know, we'd just like you to put that personal touch because you're that special relationship with clunge. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sean. Cheers, have Adam. A great Bye. Time. See you, mate. Bye. That was clunge's agent, Twitter agent, um, Adsman89. Yeah, he's, he's also an interviewer for F Gear, which is Ferrari Gear TV. Uh, but as he said earlier off air, he went, I do like the sound of my own voice. And I said, Oh, I know a few other people like that. Sean. <laughs> um, so off the back of Clunge, <laughs> let's <laughs> talk about our new sign ins on deadline day. It is Nicky Maynard, Ricardo Vazte, and Ravel Morrison. What's our thoughts on these guys? I called um, Maynard. So I'm happy what did you call that. him? I called uh, Maynard. That's yeah, what did you call him? I, I called him... Ah, I just got it. Uh, so Maynard... <laughs> what, what I want to say is from Maynard, I mean, he scored... I know you've put 45 goals in 124 league appearances for Bristol City, but more importantly, what's he done this season? I think he scored eight um, from what I looked up yesterday. And which is good, you know, as much as uh, Carlton Cole, and um, he only cost us one point six five million. Yeah, they they paid two million for him to yeah. get him from. But he, he's going to be out of contract in the summer, isn't he? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think this is what um, uh, Sam Allardyce was very canny in all of his. You know, we'd often offered seven million for Jelovic, haven't we? That was. Yeah? I think I personally think that was bollocks. No, apparently we I did offer. I, don't I, know I how think much. I think throughout this whole process they've been they've been offering low bids for yeah. trying but to nick people. The free people they got were all people that would be available on the free, so we got them at the best possible price. Yeah, and fair play to him because if you look at it, we paid less than four million for three quite good players. You know, six hundred and fifty thousand for Ravel, and um, uh, how much did we pay for? Uh, I don't know, it's like 750,000 or something like that for him as well. Vastay. Vastay. He was out of contract, wasn't he? Yeah. And he scored 10 goals this year, so he's doing very well. But no, he's done more. I think um, if you look name? at his stats, he's done 12. On he last scored week's, 12, including on last week's podcast, when we, league games, on sure. that, oh, that league interview games, yeah. with Julian Dix, when we talked to him about transfers, he said he liked Maynard, didn't he? Yeah. So that's good enough for me. You think, I mean, he knows better than us or me. I mean, he'd do, wouldn't he? So Vazte, yeah, 10 goals in 22. But Vazte, one of the interesting things about him, he was brought to this country from Portugal by uh, Sam Allardyce to Bolton. Yeah, did you not know that? And he was, do you not remember well, him playing for Bolton? I don't, actually, no, because I didn't oh. follow Bolton that much. I do, and I, I remember thinking he's pretty poor. He was pretty mm. poor at Bolton. And then Bolton. he moved to Hibs. Yeah. And then he's gone to Barnsley and scored 10 goals this year. He's, so. he's done really well at Barnsley, hasn't he? And um, if he can do that well at Barnsley... One would think that he can, he can find the back of the net for us. Mm. Well, let's hope so. Well, for that's what we're missing. And all right. So, what about the um, criminal? I think then? those two first are very good signings. Yeah, for goal scoring. 
Now, yeah. Ravel, let's, let's get to the criminal. Ravel uh, Morrison. By the way, he's on Twitter. You can follow him at Morris, Ravel Morrison 49 if you haven't already. He, we predicted this three weeks ago when we did one of Sean's transfer updates, either three or two weeks ago. And uh, our friend Archie Lowe, who's a young West Ham fan, had written a blog about Ravel Morrison. And do you remember we were saying, oh, that's the Man United uh, you know, uh, player that's our target? And, and I think you two go, never heard of him. And I think none of us had really heard of him, although he'd, he'd been known by Man United fans. Man United fans, by the way, on Twitter were absolutely gutted. I'd heard of him. Yeah. Man United fans were gutted he was leaving You're yesterday. right, Rich, you just made a pain. I, yeah, I had a pain in my stomach. <laughs> um, but, of course, we know he comes with some baggage. You know, he's he's been Lots arrested for GBH, witness intimidation. So Reese says throwing a phone, which must be really serious. Well, it, if it hits someone. <laughs> um, yeah, GBH. I mean, what? I mean, he's got a string of problems. And, you know, it's, I suppose it's a bit worrying. If hairdryer Sir Ferguson... Yeah, if he can't do not, then there's something what wrong. Sam I, do, do. I do wonder what that whole career is about because he's not he's not ready to go straight in the team now, is he? He won't no. go straight in and play. But I think he will. I yeah, think that's well, the only no, reason Sam why he's said in his to... email today he's not ready yet. So he said the other two will go straight in on the email today to all fans. You obviously didn't get one. And I he said... I usually Ravel, delete them, to be honest. Yeah, Ravel will... You know, will take a little time before he goes to the first team. However, I think he did play three, three first yeah, teams. The League Cup games. Yeah, for for Man U. But so he shouldn't need a lot I of work. I just don't, I, it, but he signed a three and a half year deal. Yeah, but he's on twenty a week. Well, they're, twenty I mean, they're, they're a week. Speculating on that. Um, and apparently, there's been speculation mm. that he could be on much as sixty five in the Premiership if if it goes well. But for the him. thing yeah, is, so it's appearances, in, appearances in the Prem. Yeah. If he gets enough, then he goes up. Because Newcastle was a done deal. Like Newcastle would have he had He was going to go to Newcastle. Yeah. I just I just think he's, the only reason he's gone to West Ham either to, they were saying, to get out of trouble up north. Oh, yeah, or, to come to the bright lights of London. Yeah. Or for first-team football. And that's the most realistic one I could think of, mm. that he's coming for well, first-team well, football. Didn't he, go, he got done for... Beating up his mum or something, didn't he? So I thought like, it was his girlfriend, but yeah, yeah something. Like, well, they're going. He's going to come back and sit there on his own now, is he? Keep out of trouble. You know, I think someone like Carlton Cole could be a father figure to him. You know, there's some big lads there that could take them, you know, take him under his wing and sort of t- show him how to behave. Yeah, but people, Maybe not they, Papa Diop though. <laughs> Because he just chases girls on Twitter. There were people, <laughs> there, there were people like that at Man U. That, I mean, there's. Yeah. It's true. Why are you laughing? He does <laughs> chase girls on Twitter. Him, <laughs> sitting at home. Yeah. Oh, she hello. looks lovely. Yeah. He does. Nice. Anyway, anyway, you know, let's see. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. Up to I, a think, million I, quid. Think it's, I think it's a punt. I think they're, they're looking for. Do you know what? The I, I, I talked to, to a Man United fan that I know. Very well, and he said he was the best prospect from uh, the Man U Academy since goals, and everybody was waiting for him. All Man U fans, you know, he's got 60,000 Man U fans following him on Twitter. You know, he was expected to make the grade, and uh, they're gutted, and they were all on Twitter saying goodbye, you know, and good luck. And there was rumours of Barcelona and Madrid and yeah. Man City and people looking yeah. at him. There was someone else apart from Newcastle that bid for him and he turned them down as well. It was well. Bolton. Was it Bolton? I think you're right. Yeah, it was some other yeah. Premier League club. I, they, think, um, I think it was Bolton. You're right. Ferguson said on an interview last night, didn't he, that you know, he's very talented but he needs to change the scenery and actually does mm. well. Mm. Oh, well, if it pays off, it pays off. But also I think we should talk about the Just ones strange. that got away. You know, Bobby Zamora going to QPR. We apparently bid for him. He, there was rumours that he might be get on as much as £90,000 a no. week to go to QPR. That's what Sky Sports News was yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I've read that somewhere today. Um, Billy Sharp to Southampton. I, hope I wonder that he doesn't... was smiling after he had his interview. Yeah. I, I, I hope Billy Sharp doesn't come back to haunt us. Um, who else? Liam Ridgewell um, mm. to uh, West Brom. I think he got mixed up. You know, He wanted to go to West Ham. And mm. That Sordell and... went to... Um... Sordell Bolton. Bolton went to Bolton. Yeah, that hasn't been confirmed yet. 
Yeah, it's been confirmed. Um, and as million. you heard from, you know, Adam Jackson mm. about Kane Ferdinand was a done deal and then we pulled out at the last minute. Oh, and we haven't mentioned the Brazilian. The Brazilian where the deal was done. <sighs> what was his name? Brazilians. Ed. Z. Eduardo. Z. Eduardo. Oh, yeah. The deal was done up. and he was on standby. Sloppy seconds. Right? To, to Maynard, That's what I had. Hashtag sloppy seconds. And if we hadn't assigned Maynard, we were, Eduardo was going to be man. our man. But so. not a lot of people fancied a Brazilian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, someone said the only Brazilian at West Ham was uh, was Karen Brady's downstairs department. Um, the Sean Did you listen to Sam Allardyce on Talk Sport this morning? He was on the Alan Brazil show. No, I didn't hear it actually. He said that he left Freddie Piccione and John Carew out of the squad last night because he was expecting them to leave, but neither of their deals went through. So he was trying to get rid of them too. Yeah, and you hear about Nubel and... Um, Nubel and Crawley, yeah. Uh, yeah, he turned them down and said he wanted to fight for his first place, but so did um, Freddie Sears. Freddie Sears mm. was wanted by Crawley as well, and he turned them down as well. So both guys said, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's flattering that Crawley wants us, but we're not playing... On the radio last night, the guy said when um, Nubel come on, we look like a better team. Mm. I rate Nubel, I really do. I don't know why we're trying to get rid of him. I just, well, I mean... He's only, what, 21? And he's been out on loan a couple of times and done all right on loan. So surely we should give him a go now. Reese, obviously, mm. Crawler in your league. Uh-huh. Um, and they buy their way through everything. I mean, what do you think about, you know, teams like Crawley buying Premiership offcasts to uh, further themselves in, in League Championship. 2? Championship. You can get... If, if, oh, Championship, sorry, yeah. If they can get them, then... Like that's it's up to them if they can afford them. I mean, they got rid of Tubbs, which is a big player for them. Yeah, he went to Bournemouth. Was he their top goal scorer? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was a big player for them, wasn't he? So, um, I don't, I don't know. They just, I'd have taken him. I think it's uh, good to see for Sears and Noble not to go there because they would have been offered a lot of money more than probably yeah. what they're on at West Ham. But it just shows that their ambition to stay. Anyway, we better be moving on, haven't we? We've got a lot yeah, to fit in in this podcast. So Sean spoke to ex-West Ham winger. He was a winger, wasn't he? He was a winger. Um, Stuart Slater. Well, he wasn't always a winger. He got moved on the left wing by Billy Bonds, was it? Yeah, I can't He played him. under uh, Johnny Lyle, Lou Macari and Billy Bonds. And Sean spoke to him on Monday and this... Before the Ipswich game. ...what they had to say. And we welcome to more than just a podcast this week, uh, former Hammer and graduate of the Academy, Stuart Slater. Welcome, Stuart. Hello, how are you doing? All right, you well? Yeah, very well. I, I looked you up, see how many goals you scored. Now, now I did this with Julian Dix last week and I was completely wrong, so let, let's see how I do. Um, adding your different appearances up in all competitions, I work it out as 157 appearances in a West Ham shirt and a total of 18 goals. Does that sound about right? It's possibly right. Maybe a few more cup games I think might have been involved. But, yeah, I think I'm not sure off our fans. Maybe 170 to 200, I'm not sure. But, uh, okay. Yeah, right. the, I'll, the, I'll, goal, the goals sound, sound okay. Good, good. Uh, so you joined the West Ham Academy as an apprentice in, in 1986, yeah, I'm, I'm been told, at the height of one of our best seasons. I remember it very well, and I, I was going along to those games. Um, yes. Who else was in that class of 86 that, that made it through as a professional? Um, obviously, Paul Lynch was a year above me. Um, obviously, it was the last year of the apprenticeships, and um, I came in the first year, and Paul Lynch was the second year. We were very unfortunate. We only had seven boys in the two age groups that uh, that was uh, taking part in the youth team. So um, we were really down to so, it was only me and Paul Lynch that really came through at the time. There was Simon Livett that maybe made a, a couple of appearances. But apart from that, um, most of my mates uh, drifted off and, and played non-league and then drifted out the game. Yeah, OK. Well, you were very lucky then. So you, you, made, very, your, yeah. um, <laughs> you made your debut uh, against Southampton, of all people, uh, in 1988, two years later. Um, and yeah. uh, I think it's remembered where you had a clash of heads in the first minute. Uh, what what memories yeah. do you have of that game? Yeah, I, said, uh, I wasn't really... A, I played in a few pre-season games and I wasn't sure whether I was going to be starting. And then obviously we, we travelled down to Southampton on a day and then obviously John had a, a team meeting and I was playing. So um, 
it was quite unexpected, really. Um, so we we've gone down the old dell and uh, obviously warmed up, and then obviously I knew who I was playing against. It was an old player that I used to watch, Russell Osman, at Ipswich Town. You know, um, I was flitting between Ipswich and, and West Ham, watching them when I... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I was a young boy coming up, and I knew exactly what I was going to get from him. Um, you know, he was a tough, tough cookie, and, uh, you know, he played for England many times, and obviously... You know, he won the FA Cup and UEFA Cup with Ipswich. And I just thought, uh-uh, <laughs> he's going to give me a tough time. And sure enough, as soon as the first sort of 20 minutes had came, he let me know what it's all about. You know, a centre-half of his experience, young boy coming up against him, playing his trade. It was, it was going to happen. And obviously, yeah, the ball came. We both came to, you know, a head. And obviously, his elbow came into my ear and... Um, there was blood coming from my ear, and obviously I was concussed. Welcome to the real world. And uh, you didn't play any part of that game, but I think you went on to the next two games to win man of the match, from uh, from what I've read. Yeah, I think we, we played Charlton, I think Liverpool, the, Charlton and Liverpool, the next two games, and I think they were both at home, and it was a real bad start. Um, obviously, I don't think we, we got any points in those three games. And as a youngster coming through the ranks, and obviously, you know, you normally get blooded when the team are doing quite well. And because we were having, you know, a bad time, it was quite difficult. But because I was playing quite well, and the fans, you know, they love a, they love a young player coming through, it sort of took the heat out of the situation a little bit. And obviously, yeah, I, I managed to win a couple of man of matches. Just going back to the academy a bit, um, I believe you took part in the Tony Carr testimonial in 2010. I was certainly there. Um, yeah. you know, what, what, obviously, you support Tony. What, what do you think of his achievements in football, and do you still keep in touch with him? Yeah, I do. I mean, I did work in the academy for four years, in 2000, up until 2005. Loved every minute. Um, I love the philosophy of Tony Carr. I learnt a lot from him. He learnt a lot from John Lyle. John Lyle learnt a lot from Ron Greenwood. So the tradition has always been there. And, um, you know, so that's why I wanted to work with him. And, and, you know, but I came through the ranks, so I knew what it was like to be a footballer here. His philosophy never changed. It's all about pass and move, skillful players with a good work ethic. And if you're good enough, how old you are, you'll be given a chance at this club. And that's what's so great about it. There might have been a couple of occasions where players probably weren't ready. And this has probably been the wrong thing about West Ham. We've been selling all our good youth products. Um, we haven't really been a buyer club until the Icelandic people. And uh, I did speak to Tony about that, about, you know, when the Icelandic people come in. We've got a building there for the first time. And he said, I said, would that make a, a difference to the academy? And he said... Not really, because the, the, the good players will come through eventually, but it will take a lot longer. Having seen what the Icelandic people have done again now, sort of thing, obviously there's no money for the club really to buy too many players. And, uh, you know, if you're good enough and young enough, you'll be given a chance at the club. Can't really say that on the other clubs. And, you know, he's done a fantastic job. First and foremost, they've got to be a good player. Their recruitment, you've got to be a good player, good 
you know, good work, at, work, work ethic, you've got to be a good person, you've got to listen and learn. And if you do that and you copy it, then you'll be given a chance at the club. Yeah, well, you move on to my next question. Obviously, James Tompkins, Jack Collinson, and more recently, Danny Potts have broken through the academy. But the likes of Junior Stanislas and Zavron Hines have been let go to Burnley. Um, what, what, I guess you follow the academy nowadays and what's going on there. Who, yes. Who's your team yeah. to make it through to the first team? Well, um, I'm, I'm very grateful that I was. Uh, I had Robert Hall and Dan Pops for a few games. They were going to be my next group. I took them to Belgium uh, many years ago in 2001, two, I think it was, when they were young boys at Evan. Um, so I had a group of boys then, and they were talking about Robert Hall, Dan Potts, maybe Blair, you know, being the ones that are looking to come through. But my, you know, really for me, Robert Hall is going to be the one that I'm really looking out for. Obviously, Dan Potts, he's done fantastically well. I mean, I keep in contact with Steve Potts regular, and uh, to see another Potts come through at this club has been fantastic. Um, but yeah, well, for me, uh, hope, Robert, hopefully you'll Robert, be right with uh, Robert Hall. Robert Hall, yes. I, I, so, you know, I, I spoke to him before one of the games. I said, all that hard work is starting to pay off. Now you've got to go the next step, you know, to maintain and get in the first thing and be a regular. I mean, this can't realise important enough to get to where they are just pushing for a first team place but now we've got to respect we've got to get in the first team one card and then obviously you know staying there for a long period of time so it's a long process but they've got to do the extra work now again even more so moving on a, a little bit of your career um i read your website you described the highlight of your career when you scored the winning goal in a 2-1 victory against everton in the sixth round of the 1991 fa cup where i think you reached yeah. the semi-final what what made yeah, that game really special? I think it, I think Everton were the top team. Um, they'd won a couple of um, league titles. They were a big team in the 80s. Uh, Harold Kendall. So you know they were up there with Liverpool, and you know so they were competing in every competition. We were a, a league below them, and it was just quarter final. And Sky were there on a Monday night, and it was just the start of Sky where they came. And um, it was the only game on in the quarter final, and it was such a big sort of gyrative like, you know, Blackpool beating Manchester United and when the FA Cup was still prestigious. But in 20 years ago, 20, yeah, 21 years ago, across there, um, it was still a very privileged competition to play in. And, um, you know, it was a full house, 20, 28,000, I think it was, maybe 30,000. And uh, we just performed so well. You know, we passed the ball well. We, you know, the atmosphere was fantastic. And for me, to score the winning goal, you know, my highlight, that was my highlight, and obviously in the papers the next couple of days, you know, it was all funny things about Stuart Slater, how Kendall said, I'm going to be a next million pound player, maybe three million pound player. Um, you know, I did play well that day, and I was sharp and I was quick, and, you know, scoring the winning goal helped. You, uh, you go on from there on your website to describe the saddest moment of your football career, leaving West Ham when you left to join Celtic in yeah. 1992 for 1.5 million. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, I was. I was, just, I was established at West Ham, having played 170 games, and it was the last year of my career at West Ham was, am I going to sign, am I not going to sign? But um, I spoke to a lot of people because I do the corporate down there now, and I've been doing that for the last four years on a quite a regular basis. And, uh, you know, I was, Liam Brady was my um, agent at the time um, in my last year of my contract. Then he got the job at Chelsea, and because he was the manager at Chelsea, he couldn't do my deal, so he put me on to his best mate. And his best mate went in the contract uh, discussion with West Ham and myself, and they offered this deal, and Sean, to this day, I would have signed it there and then. It wasn't yeah. about the money, it was about playing. And he's gone to me, no, no, you don't sign your first deal, they come back to you. And I said, well, it's nothing to do with money, the money's great anyway. He says, no, never, don't undersell yourself. You know, obviously, a couple of months went, I said, you know, are they come back for a new deal? And then he said, well, I'm still talking to him at the minute. So he never really laid... That, that was their final offer. He wasn't realizing to them that Stuart was keen to sign because obviously so they were thinking that I weren't going to sign with them and I'm thinking that they're not going to make another offer for me. They didn't realize that they sort of railroaded me up to go to Scotland, to Glasgow, and it took me two days when I did leave West Ham to sign for the Celtics because I didn't want to go. I but think the, you the, know, the, always twists and turns in all these transfers. Yeah, I mean, Liam, Liam did a deal for me when he was a player for me and he didn't charge anything. He was a player at the time. Then he left playing, and then obviously got the Celtic manager's job, and then he couldn't do my deal. So he put it on to his mate, and then 
when Friday came, I was up there Wednesday and I hadn't signed Thursday, hadn't signed Friday morning. And he said, look, we've got 10 minutes to get this done because of the uh, European deadline day. You've got a chance of playing in Europe and you owe me, he said. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure it'll take me two days. I don't think it's the right decision. And he just said, well, you owe me. So he yeah. sort of, he was my father figure, but he sort of, you know, pushed me into it. And I know that weekend, I cried all the weekend, and my dad said, right, I'm going to call it off. He, was, he knew how bad I felt, but I just said, look, Dad, I've signed it. I should have been strong enough to say to Liam, look, I'm, it's not the right time. Um, and well, I shouldn't have signed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think we all missed out there, and uh, unfortunately, the water under the bridge now. Um, yeah. Well, we really know twist in terms of the current transfer window. Any, any targets you would would fancy coming to West Ham um, in the long sort of day or two? Well, I'd, I'd like to look, see a little bit more creativity. I mean, obviously, I know that we're after the the, the Rangers forward, but um, yeah, I think we need to. We're winning games, and that's what Sam did say. He did say, look, we want to play the West Ham way, but he only won one two games last season away from home, so it's got to change a little bit. And yeah. we all know the riches of the Premier League. We all want to be there. And obviously, if it's got to be a certain way this year, which, you know, work hard, be hard to beat, obviously, you know, get goals from restarts and corner kicks and all that and fill up the inside to play that West Ham, then we'll suffer that. But we need to get promoted. But, you know, I, I do feel that we still need somebody to make, be a creator or a goal scorer. Um, but they come at a price. So, uh, you know, know uh, you, you were often described as a uh, pace winger, you know, Whittingham or, or maybe... Um, yeah, maybe, we, we, need, we need somebody to unlock, unlock the door. I mean, obviously, we need maybe, I used to say, a ball carrier. Steve yeah. Clark, I remember saying, Steve Clark at West Ham, when Keeney and Zola were there, they were looking for a ball carrier. So just be a little bit different, you know, just, just go for a, for a couple of go by a couple of players and then obviously get the crosses into the forwards or you know because you need all ingredients you need a, a passer you need a worker that wins the ball and gives it to the players you need somebody that you know is going to be a bit of a presence and you need you know people that can go by you know that inventiveness in the final third and I feel that's where we're lacking so, but, yeah, so, you know we're, we're, last few days of the transfer window we're recording this on the Monday but we'll go out the Wednesday so we know by then but you know, Matty Taylor's yeah. coming back. You never know. He can unlock some stuff, and you know, we'll, we'll see where yeah. we are on Wednesday. Um, yeah. One of the other things I did on my research is that uh, you're known for your keeper. And I, uh, yeah. I, I read a, an article on Things Up Mother Brown claiming your personal best was 11,000. I can't imagine that. Right. And, uh, yeah. and and 160 in a minute, which is, is rather impressive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you were planning to do a keep-up challenge from Chadwell Heath to Bowling last year. I was, yeah. It hasn't because, well, I'm not going to knock the club, but they, they weren't in a position to uh, give me permission to go around on, um, obviously, on a match day. I mean, because that's where we want, I wanted to do it for Richard House. Um, yeah. We wanted to go from Chadwell to uh, to uh, Upton Park, keep the ball up. And if, if I'd have dropped it, I'd have got to go back to start. Um, but... We, we had a few meetings and um, I just sort of got palmed off, really. I mean, I tried to get through Karen Brady and uh, I got her uh, personal secretary all the time, her PA. And um, she was just saying, well, you know, you're just like any other person that wants to have some sort of charity um, association with the club. You're going to have to, you know, wait your turn. And I just thought, you know, I'm trying to put something back. I've been with the club 20 years now, you know, as a, as a, a schoolboy, first-team player come back as a, a academy coach and now I'm doing the corporate you know for 20 years yeah. I don't want nothing from it that's what I said I don't want anything from it all I want to do is raise so much money a couple of people high up in the club um, said we don't do charity and obviously they do but they just didn't want to get you know get involved so I was very well, very disappointed to lobby for you there Stuart I sit on the West Ham advisory board and get to meet some of the the, the top yeah. people and, and we know a number of other people who have got very good contacts so uh, we, yeah, we should start I, 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 a campaign I, to uh, get you I've built the contacts back up with um, Mr Gold David Gold I speak to him regularly and, uh, um, and there, there, there will be a, I mean I think you know obviously West Ham were in a precarious situation two years ago when they, they brought the club in financial ruin really could have been obviously now they've gone to the Olympic Stadium last year now that's knocked back now their priority is to get Premier, Premier League status because obviously you know if we don't get that then we could be we could come unstuck financially 
So I know yeah. there's a lot of issues at the club at the minute. So I might try again at the end of the year, or you know, yeah. end of the season. We go, you know, uh, if, sure if we've gone up. Yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. move up to modern times. So, um, what do you think of the West Ham season so far? We're top of the league uh, as it stands. Yeah. Uh, where yes. do you think we'll finish at the end of it? Well, you'd like to think that you're going to be in the top two. Um, you know, I have seen probably six, seven home games, and uh, you know, we haven't been convincing at home, but we've been winning, so that's a good sign. You know, obviously, I think we might need to add those two, one or two additions to get us through. Um, but you've only got to lose a couple of games, and uh, the, the pack is uh, catching up. You know, there's a big pack yeah. in that third, fourth, fifth, and uh, so the momentum you've got to keep nicking results. Yeah, and get results. It's going to be a tough one on Tuesday, tough one on Saturday. They're all tough. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, I know, with Sam, Sam's experience, big Sam's experience, he knows what he wants, he knows what he's doing. You know, it, it would be nice to go up as uh, champions or, uh, you know, number two. But it is a priority. And I, I think he's got the best, best man for the job there to take the pressure off the players. He can take the pressure. He knows what he's doing. Uh, you know, I will be surprised if we, if we didn't go up, if we, you know, automatically be very surprised. That was Stuart Slater, part one of the Stuart Slater interview. Um, Tune in next week for part two of Stuart Slater. Can I, can I just point out something, Sean, that Stuart Slater was, like, yeah. probably successful in his career because he wasn't yeah. lucky. He was Did, probably one of the yeah. best players to come out of the Stuart, academy. I want to apologise. I didn't mean that you lucky. were lucky that you got through. I feel, I thought, you know, you were the only person to get through. And through lucky. your skill, <laughs> that could skillful. be considered skillful, yeah. not lucky. Easy mistake to make. Yeah. Um, nah, what's next? Songs. So last week songs. we asked the listeners of More Than Just a Podcast podcast to send in their suggestions and samples of a new title music. We really have to be careful with what we ask. Cause that was and kind of uh, we got two entries, one <laughs> from Daniel and one from Nathan, and we're um, going to play them. We're going to play them now. And we want voting. First, we're going to play Daniel, and then after that, we're going to play Nathan. Please tweet in song one, no, song song Daniel or song Nathan, Nathan to yeah. well, George WHUFC, West Ham Football, or... More TGA podcast or anyone else if you want. Um, or right on our Facebook group because we don't have many Facebook yeah. followers. Um, these are the songs. And this is Nathan's one. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Thank you very much for both of your entries. I think they're both very good. Um, it's not too late to send in your samples of jingles, so please do send them in to us if you have one. Um, we are probably going to use both of those, maybe one at the end or one at the beginning, but we would like to know what one you prefer as listeners. Um, what are your thoughts on the jingles, John? Jingles, John. <laughs> I think they're very good. Yeah, I think they are very good. You like are the, a music critique. I like the Paolo Di Canio. I like that bit. Very yeah. good. Well, I thought Daniel's had quite a lot more substance, but Nathan's is more catchy. So that's I don't know. Mr. Non-Music know, XDJ. Nathan's is jingly. And the more than a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite as musical oh, as Nathan. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the title of our podcast is. <laughs> um... It is time for... David Gold Question Time. 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 This is the time in the podcast where we go over the questions that have been tweeted to David Gold and reenact them in somewhat comedy voices. 
and John plays the part of David Gold, <laughs> and uh, we play the part of the fans asking the questions. So, Sean, do you want to start? I'm starting, am I? Yeah, why not? Uh, Adam McLean. David Gold, thoughts on tonight's game, please? Poor performance. We must improve <laughs> against Millwall. DJ. I had David Gold. Doug Wen. <laughs> ruined it already. I'm Try not again. Do Take two. When Reece will Jones. George John make his debut? I don't know, but he looks a good player, DG. Giving up. Is Robert Green refusing to sign a new contract? Yeah. I believe Robert Green will be with us for many years to come. <laughs> I know what, I do you know why I've done that voice? <laughs> Look at the name of the man he sent in. <laughs> Hello, DG. Will you be putting in another bid for Jordan Rhodes? It's extremely unlikely he will sign for any new club. It looks like he will stay at Huddersfield at least till the summer. DG. Ah, bonjour. Uh, what did we sell, Diamante? It was so good, and we sold him for peanuts. We only got one bid, DG. <laughs> Turn the page time, if you can hear that. Yep. <laughs> Does the club still have to pay Bentley's wages even though he went back to... <laughs> no, that deal is now complete, DG. Uh, surely... <laughs> Uh, you ain't going to spend £8 million on Genevieve. Um You could bring Zamora back for that price. Uh, DG, you're mad. He looks terrible. Do I strike you as mad, DG? <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. David Gold. How uh, a right smart car has just drove past me <laughs> in Streatham <laughs> with the red plate D Gold. Was that you? If it was silver, yes, DG. Is this a relevant question, Sean? <laughs> I just thought it was funny that DG <laughs> owns a smart car. Oh, oh. So, oh, dear. I'm going to skip one or two. So, follow me. Yeah. You've got to do my West Ham football one. Do the don't bid for one. Don't bid for the US again. Don't pay for the government's mistakes. The government has to come to terms with the fact that the previous government designed and built a flawed stadium. DG. Um, I'm going to do this in one in my own voice because I actually did this to David Gold. League rules really? would expel Portsmouth, then avoid all the results. It has happened before, DG. The Football League would do everything in its power to ensure that Portsmouth completes its fixtures, DG. We must have reports and go bigger bust. Only if they go into liquidation, which is different from administration, DG. DG, you also said that redeveloping Upton Park was not an option. <laughs> not having a go, Mr Chairman, but we really need some clarity here. I know. I wish I could give you clarity, but at the moment, the... Uh, there are too many unresolved issues. They are, I would say. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Just read this tweet by you. I'm very confused. As if we lose points if Pompey go into liquidation. Could you please elaborate? It's extremely unlikely that Pulsif will go into liquidation, but if they did, you would have to deduct the points. Over to you, John. And now we go for our favourite bit of the David Gold question time. It's Coxie 25, and these are read by Jonathan Grumpy Git. <laughs> David Gold, WHU. Good work today, DG. You should feel as proud as Chris DeBurr after he invented a robot that could manufacture low-cost <laughs> frisbees. Carlos Tevez seen near Upton Park dressed as a pearly queen shouting, Pete Bill is my dad, at a confused traffic warden. Come on, you are deadline day. David Gold. Never fear, DG. We are top of the league. We need new signings like Bill Oddy needs a seafood <laughs> thong and a bass combination. <laughs> David Gold. I have just been, th just been thrown out of my local Greggs for writing on the pavement. We are top of the league using coconut macaroons. <laughs> DG, would you consider sharing a packet of digestives with me if I arranged for you to sing I Got You, Babe, with Mark Noble? SC. 
Keep taking the tablets, Coxie DG. And we, we hope Coxie does keep on taking those uh, that tablets. David Gold question time. 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 That's David Gold question time. Now it's our Twitter question time. The first one's from Chubcatcher. He says, have teams worked us out? Ipswich seem to have done. I don't know. I don't think so. No. I hope well, not. I meant to say this earlier. I think they have. I think we've played the same way some teams have caught us out. And I meant to say Ipswich played... You know, we are the Man United of the league. I know this has been said before. And it was their cup final yet again. I thought they played out on their skin and they really, really came up to plate yesterday. And I think, you know, we've said it before. West Ham, big team, everyone wants to beat us. So, yes. Next one's from Hemeloid. And like he it. says, how on earth did we lose 5-1? We weren't very good. That was the answer to that Yeah, but we, we also shipped, you know most of those goals in the first few minutes of the first half and last few minutes of the end of the half. Can I, well, damage do you done. think that Faz Tay will take Fry Bear's place? Is he going to play him out on the right, do you think? I don't know. I thought I it was know. an out and out forward, wasn't he? Is he? I think so. But Sean WHU says, do you think the team's loss last night will have any effect on our upcoming fixture with Millwall? No. Can we bounce back? a one-off game. No. I think it was, as we've said before, a bad day in the office. And I think there's no better game for them to earn their stripes back than against Millwall. They know they, they, but, need, but, they need to perform. But this is a derby. Don't get me wrong. This could be another banana skin. Yeah, because dar- it's, it's a difficult game and no normal rules apply. So that, let's just not pretend but they need that to this is... They clearly didn't perform last yeah, night. Though. Yeah. But it is a derby and there's a lot of history that goes with it. And, and as such, it will be a London derby. Aaron One Hammer says, Sean, do you think Big Sam is a dinosaur with just one idea of how to play football? No. <laughs> I love Sam. That short that question's only directed to you, Sean, because yeah. he's only tweeted you and yeah. addressed you clearly. Um, it's my podcast. It is your podcast, yeah. isn't it? Oh, uh, Josh again. Holland, eighty-eight, <laughs> only tweeted me. Hey. Hi, Josh. Is it your podcast? Now? Yeah. How, how you doing, Josh? George, right? It is your podcast. I might make George, fake accounts. Was your idea? Um, he says, "What do you think of our new signings?" Well, we've been through that already. I yeah. hope that answered your question. Well, but I'm very pleased with our three new signings. Um, I think they're proven in the championship. Well, two of them, and one of them is a hot prospect for the future, as football manager would say. Um, <laughs> Webham Seven says after nights he tweeted more TGA podcast on Twitter. He says after nights after last night's debacle, 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 which if not at all, if not all of our new signings had to start against Millwall. Oh, so which, if not all, of our new signings has to start against Millwall? All of them. And who should they take place of? Carlton Cole, Faubert. Mm. Oh, he had Faubert in defence last night, didn't he? Yeah. Right back. There, there's some... It's O'Brien. What's happened to O'Brien? I, well, I don't know. I think he had a bit of a... You know, maybe O'Brien's not as good as we thought he was. No, is he injured, though? He's not been playing. I don't know. No. I thought he was. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, that's Have you got the Jersey 1965, the My WFU and the Hagger 873 there, George? No. So uh, Hagger 73 said, looking at the bigger picture, I think the signings will give us the extra dimension we've been craving. My WHUFC said, last night was no surprise to me. Um, top when playing a bad result like that will always happen. Last striker to score was Noble against Noble Noble against Derby on the 28th of December 2011. Signings are good. Vazte rubbish at Bolton. Boltonisation of West Ham continues, and without more wholesale changes, the team straight back down next season. Really? Yeah, no, possibly. I mean, we haven't got. And Jersey1965 says, when we lose, we Jesse. seem to lose properly. Uh, Jesse, sorry, Jesse1965. When we lose, we lose properly. At least the other results went our way. And maybe it'll be a wake-up call. Arrogant Sam needed. Probably not the players we would have chose at the start of the season. They're talking about the transfers. But at least we will get some pace. will be interesting to see who he plays on Saturday. Thank you all very much for your input, your questions. And your jingles to Dan and Nathan. So, me and George are going to Millwall. 
Uh, we don't know how we're getting there yet. Early kickoff. Sean's driving. I think. Uh, we might. I might drive. Uh, George has got a wedding or some other event to go to, so he's pulled out. I no, think I haven't. I'm coming. Sorry, uh, John's pulled out of Millwall. I didn't pull out of Millwall. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, yeah. I'm coming to Millwall. So I think he's scared. Personally. I think he's scared a little yeah. bit. Well. So he's he's going to a wedding and has a tight hamstring. Anyway, predictions. Quick, quick, quick predictions. We're, we're running way over time. Yeah, we apologise for the time. Um, John. We know we've kept you for an hour. I hope you've enjoyed it. John, what's your... 2-0, West Ham. 1-0, West Ham. I'm going to go with a convincing 3-1. I'm going to go convincing 4-0. Oh. And I think Ricardo Vazte will score. Thank you for we'll listening. We'll be back on mon- uh, Monday, obviously, only a few days to wait. And we'll be back with part two of uh, uh, Stuart Slater. Yeah. And don't forget to send in your jingles, if you fancy, and yeah. your answers to... The jingles that we've received, who you prefer. Um, thank you for listening to More Than Just a Podcast. More Than Just a Podcast. Um, I've been George, John's been John, Sean's been Sean, and Reese thank you. has been Welsh Under 21 International, um, Ace Wimbledon, and Carl Schultz. Yay! Bye bye. Good night. Good night. Chagala. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.